It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by the live NBA Draft Show, the NBA Draft GOAT, Chad Ford, Locked on NBA Draft host Rafael Barlow, and Locked on NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It is the Locked on NBA Draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Follow Locked on NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage starting July 29th. That is today at 7 p.m. Aaron Rodgers... Spoke to the media yesterday, so did Brian Gutekind, so did Matt LaFleur, so did Devontae Adams. We have a boatload to talk about, and the Packers made a move, and not a small move. A solid, important move that we might normally lead the show with, except that a disgruntled quarterback and potentially disgruntled receiver both spoke to the media yesterday. I want to approach the Aaron Rodgers conversation this way. Aaron was remarkable in his press conference yesterday. Remarkable, candid, as honest as he can be, speaking what he believes to be his truth. I, I totally believe that. Now, was it the whole side of the story uh, or was it was it the whole story? I don't know. Was it his whole story? I think as candid as he can be in that situation, there's some stuff where I'm just going to go, okay, that I don't believe that like his side, not leaking anything through this whole thing. Like, no, that no, no, uh, don't insult my intelligence. No, but what he provided was an incredible amount of clarity confirming essentially every major report along the way. And I want to put this together and I, I put it together uh, by the time you're listening to this, it might be up for, for Acme Packing Company. I put together a timeline of this so we could all just understand the genesis. And that's what I want to take away from this. And, and we can you know get into the minutia of it and we're going to do that. But the genesis of this is what is important to me and, and his version of how he navigated through all of this. So. This is not all in order of what he said, but it is in chronological order of this offseason. So this is according to Rogers. In February, he goes to the front office 
And he says, I want to be more involved in decisions that affect my job. This is the exact quote. I just expressed my desire to be more involved in conversations that directly affected my job. And he, he offers this laundry list of players that he felt were let go or treated poorly, uh, and not offered contracts or lowballed or whatever it is, and that he felt like he wanted to be a part of those discussions. This is something James Jones said on Colin Cowherd's show a month or two ago. This is something that had been out there that was a grievance of Aaron Rodgers. So he says that was how at least the dialogue for this offseason started. And it was not just, you know, the the release of players, but it was the addition of players. He, you know, he later said that he felt like they, they needed a slot receiver. The Packers had not gone out and, and gotten one, but had allegedly shown some interest. Um, they did draft Amari Rogers. He is going to play in the slot. Aaron Rodgers probably wanted a veteran, but this jives with the timeline and it and it fits with the reporting. Okay, so he wanted to be more involved. We knew that. Here's the other part of this. Aaron Rodgers wanted a new contract. He can say it's not about the money and it's not about the money. I believe him when he says it's not about the money. It's not about I need X and you're not giving it to me. It's about not being offered a contract. So I've made this joke a lot. It is the this issue of um, it, it's not that I want you to take out the trash. I want you to want to take out the trash. I want you to take out the trash without me having to tell you to take out the trash, right? Aaron wanted them to come to him given his contract and say, okay, your cap number is too high this year and next year. Why don't we work out an extension? And instead, what they did was say, let's do a restructure. And this, I I assume, because the only reason the Packers wouldn't just auto restructure him, because they can do that, is that at that time, when they said, let's do a restructure, he said, if you restructure me, I will retire. Or they said, and this was my hypothesis when we found this out, and, and Ian Rappaport was on the show talking about this scenario, I said, okay, well, what probably happened was the Packers said, okay, or they, maybe they didn't say okay, but they said, well, let's figure this out. And in the analogy he uses later, which I'll get to, I think that shed some light. They basically said, well, just hold on a second then. And what they had to do then was work through Zadarius Smith's restructure, Adrian Amos's restructure, Billy Turner's restructure, all of this cap flotsam and jetsam that they had to put together to make the cap work. And what he said he wanted was a commitment beyond 2021. He didn't get that. And he said ever. And there wasn't a conversation about an extension until May. So when he says it's not about the money, he's being sincere. It's not about the money. If they had come and said to him, we're going to give you all of the same money, but we're going to restructure it so that you're for sure going to be in Green Bay you know, whatever the deal eventually ended up being in May when they offered it to him, something like that. I think that probably makes him feel pretty good. Now, he didn't ask for it, but he felt like he deserved it. He felt like he earned it. That's phrasing that we're going to come back to with Devontae Adams. So that's the thing. He felt like they were not committing to him. 
And frankly, I think that's totally fair. That is totally fair. Now, whether or not they thought he was going, you know, he he seemed to feel like, oh, hey, um, they want me out this year. Mm, it's not going to happen. He was always going to be the quarterback in 2021, but he didn't want to be a lame duck. And, you know, just because the Packers with Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst were publicly saying that he was going to be their guy, they weren't doing it with the contract. So again, it's not about the money, but it is about the commitment, the contract part of this. The Packers don't have to do anything, right? They don't have to do anything. Now, this is where the Jordan Love stuff rings a little bit hollow. It's not about Jordan Love, and it's not about Jordan Love. But if the Packers didn't draft Jordan Love, we wouldn't be in this spot because Rodgers would not be feeling like he's a lame duck. He's under contract through 2023. He wouldn't be thinking, oh, they're trying to move on from me. So it's not about Jordan Love. I think he's still going to be a good teammate to Jordan Love. It's what Jordan Love represents, his own mortality with this team, them wanting to move on from him and then not committing to him, which says to him, you don't want me here. You don't want me here. That is a crappy feeling for a player to feel. And so now we get into March and Rodgers has told the team, I want to help recruit. And guess what? He's not hearing anything about free agents and he's not hearing anything about a contract. So he's starting to get pissed. And that's when we get to one of the most remarkable, one of the most remarkable quotes you will ever hear from an active player on his current team before a season. This is a quote that he is now recalling as a um, placeholder for his feeling at the time. Okay. He is saying this to the Packers in March. Quote, if I'm not part of the future, instead of letting me be a lame duck quarterback, if you want to make a change and move forward, then go ahead and do it. End quote. Jesus. That is a banger. Basically, if you don't want to commit to me and you don't want to do the things that I want to do here to help this organization move forward, then let's just get it over with. Just let me go now because I don't want to be embarrassed and be a lame duck quarterback. So this is when March, we get into April. That's essentially a trade request. Now it is a trade request wrapped into a uh, hypothetical. Like, hey, if you're not going to do this stuff, if we're not going to do this together, then we got to go. I got to go. Let me go. It's not a trade request. He didn't say trade me, but he said, if you want to move on, do it. If you want to break up with me, break up with me, but don't take me to your cousin's wedding and then break up with me. And that's essentially what we're doing here. And so I, I, I understand that. April comes. Adam Schefter has the bombshell. Aaron Rodgers says, hints 
at a potential trade. The analogy he uses is essentially you do some good work. You go to your boss. You say, let, let me get a raise. He goes, eh, let's see how it goes. And a couple months down the line, you get another opportunity. You go back to your boss, say, hey, I have this opportunity. And they say, wait, wait, you can't go. We love you. Now, the phenomenon that he's describing is called life. <laughs> life with a job. <laughs> like anywhere, literally anywhere, like the top people everywhere have to deal with this, not just quarterbacks. You're a top CEO. You go to the board and you want to raise. They say no. Another company says, hey, we'll make you our CEO and we'll give you X. Guess what? They're going to they're gonna give you the raise. And this is a thing in publishing all the time. Every publisher and managing editor, they basically bounce around getting more money or they get an offer from another company just to go back to their company to say, pay me more. I mean, this is the world that we live in. This is life. But that metaphor says something about the situation. It says something about the circumstances that there were trades or at least a trade on the board. We know Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch wanted Aaron Rodgers. They called. Brian Gutekinds admitted at least one team made an offer. He said, no, that was that. So there was an opportunity. There was a trade. Rodgers was saying, hey, if you don't want me, here's the opportunity to trade me. Let's all move forward. And the Packers said, no. Now that is an important show of support. What happens after that? Well, according to Rodgers, he was then offered a contract. His phrasing of it is they were going to throw some money at him. <laughs> Uh, what Adam Schefter reported is that the money uh, would have made him the highest paid player in the league and would have tied him to Green Bay for five more seasons. So here's some pain and suffering and also the security that you were looking for. But Rodgers, in a totally justifiable moment, says, well, that doesn't feel the same as if you would have offered me that in February when I had just played like an MVP and I had just said all the beautiful mystery stuff and it was pretty clear that I, I, I was wondering about my long-term future. Now, maybe the Packers at that time already understood Rodgers was looking for the door or he felt like they were already gonna move on from him and, and that would bring us back to all the reports of last year. He was saying people, telling people, I'm not gonna be around here, telling opponents, come get me, that kind of stuff. That, that ad, you know, Rodgers didn't bring that up, of course. And then we have um, the retirement stuff. And for a while, there were these reports that Aaron Rodgers would rather retire than, than play for the Packers. Now, he doesn't say that, but he did say at various points, deciding if I wanted to even keep playing, but the fire still burns and I wanted to be on a football team. My, my ears heard a football team, not this football team. He wanted to play. He wanted to play. He didn't want to play for the Packers necessarily, but he wanted to play. And we have to body language doctor all of this. That's part of the reason why I tied all of it in with reporting, because that provides some context here. So where are we? Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. It doesn't sound like Rodgers got much more out of this than an agreement to rework the contract to make it easier to trade him next offseason. Based on what Brian Gutekind said, based on what Aaron Rodgers said, 
He did not get some magical power to decide where he's going to play next year. He did not get anything in writing that says he's going to have decision-making power. Now, Brian Gutekinds did said, say that he's going to have input. But he said it's not going to change. Well, that means before they were having discussions. The depth of those discussions might be what changes. Aaron Rodgers said he's never had a discussion with the front office in his career about free agents, which suggests they never asked for his input. But it also suggests that he never offered it. An important distinction. So as we try and move forward here, the Packers are in a situation where they have a quarterback who is not happy with his relationship with the front office. Now, we have a long time for that relationship to grow and change. They made two moves already since Rodgers showed up. Locking up Devontae Adams is the next piece. And then we will see from there. We're going to get to the Devontae Adams part of this right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So why would you choose to spend 30 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solutions for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Today's episode is also brought to you by Just the Cheese. If you're like me, just about every day you stare into your cabinet going, why don't I have anything good in the house? If you're a cheesehead, you probably love cheese as much as you love the green and gold. You know how the best part of a grilled cheese sandwich is the cheese that melts off in the pan and just gets a little crunchy? Well, Just the Cheese made a bar out of just that, which is why I started snacking on Just the Cheese. Just the Cheese brings you cheese, 100% cheese, no fluff, no filler, like you've never had it before as a salty baked snack. It's cheese and crackers, but without the crackers, which also means without the unnecessary carbs. My favorite is the jalapeno with the spicy, cheesy combo. No complicated recipes or almond flour that make you feel like you're eating health food. Just natural cheese baked until it's crunchy to give you the great taste of Wisconsin cheese with the crackle of a cracker. Locked on Packers listeners get 20% off when you use the promo code 20LOCKEDON at checkout on Amazon. And because it's on Amazon, that means you don't have to live in Wisconsin to get that signature Wisconsin cheese fix. Use the promo code 20LOCKEDON on Amazon to have it sent to you wherever you are. That's promo code 20LOCKEDON for 20% off on Amazon. So let's get to Devontae Adams. And Devontae Adams um, is waiting for a new contract. And in the spirit of candor, he followed Aaron Rodgers' lead. Attitude reflects leadership. He was asked if Aaron Rodgers is in the building, is on the team in 2022, would you consider taking a little less? And he said, point blank, nope. (laughs) He said, I've earned it. I've earned it. I want to be paid like the best receiver in the league. I want top of market money. He is absolutely right. He has earned 
a top of market receiver contract. Whether or not the Packers will actually give it to him is a very real question right now. That being said, the Packers do not let players in their prime who are also elite at their position still just walk. So go back to the the dozen players Aaron Rodgers names, veterans that the Packers let go. Casey Hayward left and became an elite player. He was not an elite player in Green Bay. Micah Hyde left and became a top safety. He was not a top safety in Green Bay. Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb had been top receivers in Green Bay. They were not when they left, and they were not at the time of their departure the same for Clay Matthews. Every top player, with the exception of Corey Lindsley, who has hit the market or is approaching hitting the market, the Packers have paid. When they have elite players who come up, they pay them. Now, the problem, and this is part of the problem that's gone on for 20 years, is they draft extremely well. And they have always prioritized their own players. So sometimes they go out and spend money. They let Clay Matthews walk. They brought in Preston Smith. They brought in Zadarius Smith. And they drafted Rashawn Gary. Offset there. For a lack of drafting effectively. That's how you want a team to be run. If you're going to let a a beloved veteran go, you better bring in some beloved veterans. And that's exactly what the Packers did. Zadarius immediately becomes a core part of their culture and of their team. Now, what were there things that went on behind the scenes? You know, Clay Matthews hinted on the, on the way out that there were things that that were not handled well about his departure, that the Packers did not show him uh, enough respect to reflect what he had done for the organization. And those things need to change. There's no question about that. Absolutely no question about that. And, and if anything, hopefully this Aaron Rodgers thing pushes the front office forward to start acting like it's 2021 and not 1991. But the Packers have difficult roster decisions coming up. They got to pay Jair Alexander. They're going to have to pay Elton Jenkins. They got to pay Devontae Adams. They got to figure out what to do with Zadarius Smith's contract. They got to figure out what to do with Aaron Rodgers' contract. Now, maybe that's a moot point. He gets moved, but they still have to save a lot of money. These are difficult decisions. Signing Devontae Adams is not a difficult decision. Now, what they presumably are trying to do is say, look, Devontae, we're not going to give you the DeAndre Hopkins contract APY, $27 million, because that's a nonsense figure. It's just a fake number. Top of market is really 23, 24. And if you want 24, 25, just to, just to get a little bit extra, great, great, we can do that. At the same time, if you're quibbling about $2 million a year, when we're talking about 27 versus 25, that seems like a small price to pay to have the best receiver in football on your roster whether you have Aaron Rodgers trying to chase a late Super Bowl in his career or Jordan Love trying to wash the bad taste out of the mouths of fans who are mad that you just had to trade Aaron Rodgers because he didn't want to be there anymore. You have to pay Devontae Adams. I think Green Bay will pay Devontae Adams, and I do think it's telling that Adam Schefter reported almost immediately 
after we got the contract language from Rodgers, or at least some of the agreements, that Devontae Adams, back on the table, back to the table, they're going to figure that out. Now, he's not going to look at it. He doesn't. He, he said he didn't want to know. That doesn't mean his representatives are not talking to the Packers right now. But they have to be willing to get creative because the cap situation in 2022 is untenable. So they're going to have to figure something out. What that something is, I don't know. Now, the cap goes way up in 2023. So if you can put together, you know, where the Packers are right now, based on what we know, they're over the cap. Because they added Dennis Kelly to play tackle for this team who played last year and started most of the season for the Tennessee Titans. They're over the cap with the Cobb stuff. Now, Randall Cobb is only going to count $3 million on the Packers cap, which means they probably threw in some void years and some shenanigans. The, the Texans are going to eat $3 million, but we're still two-plus million short. So whether that's going to be in a void year next year or what they're doing here, they're, they're having to mess around with these numbers. Now, this is the time to do that. This is the this is the kick the can down the road time when you've got a finite number of Aaron Rodgers seasons left. It is The number is one or two. That's the number. The number is one or two. Unless Rodgers goes back-to-back Super Bowls and MVPs. And if he does that, maybe he just retires. In all likelihood, that's the situation. So you just have to keep kicking the can down the road. Whatever they do with Rodgers' contract now, and this was originally reported that he is going to do something to help them out, to create a little bit more space this year, push some money into 2023, and create room that could allow them to to do something with Devontae's number two. But they've got a ton of work to do, and that means Russ Ball, he's got to get moving. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs. Baseball, the NFL is back. You can bet on futures. The NBA draft is tonight. We've still got uh, golf, still got fights. So before the next pitch, go to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great opportunities for you there. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance into the game as your team preps for a run to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's Killer Bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason. It tastes so stinking good. Dave's Killer Bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-GMO ingredients and is power packed with whole grains, fiber, and protein. Visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for Dave's Killer Bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store. So as I mentioned, the Packers brought in uh, Dennis Kelly uh, to... my, My assumption is that he is going to play swing tackle. Now, I don't know what the plan is. We haven't heard what the plan is, but 
he played, he actually played more blocking snaps that last year than Billy Turner. Um, and and uh, Brandon Carwell from uh, Cheesehead TV and Packers Wire posted these stats. Um, last year, Dennis Kelly did not allow a sack. According to Pro Football Focus, gave up 11 QB hits and 17 quarterback pressures. On roughly the same number of snaps, Billy Turner allowed two sacks, five QB hits, and 21 pressures. So about the same. About the same. He comes from Tennessee. Familiarity with Matt LaFleur, with Matt LaFleur's system. And this is a no-brainer. This is the Rick Wagner signing 2.0. This is the kind of move, as I've said many times, you could have always made if you were Ted Thompson. These guys are always available. And they consistently rolled with guys like Don Barclay. And it consistently hurt the Packers. And you can understand from Aaron Rodgers' perspective why after 17 years of that almost, he's going, man, what are we doing? So, you know, are, are these moves, um, you know, the, the grand gesture at the end of a romantic comedy and Rodgers says kumbaya and, and they kiss at the end and live happily ever after? I wouldn't bet on it. But Randall Cobb makes this team better in 2021. Dennis Kelly makes his team better in 2021. Does it make them the favorite in the NFC? No. But are they right there with Tampa Bay? Are they 1A, 1B in the NFC? With, with Frankly, with no one else that close to them? That's how I feel about it. It is Tampa, it is Green Bay, and then there is a drop. Then it seems like San Francisco, like uh, the, the Rams, like the Seahawks. I don't know that there's anyone in the NFC North that close to them. There's no one in the NFC East close to them. It's really the NFC West, the NFC, well, it's really the NFC West. <laughs> it's the NFC West, the Packers and the Bucks, because yeah, the Falcons are not going to be a team. The Saints aren't going to be a thing. I just don't see it. The Panthers, no, no, thank you. So it's, it, you know, there's always surprises, right? And there are going to be some teams who pop up and play a little bit better than we thought and some teams who, who don't play quite as well as we thought they might on talent on experience, on pedigree, on coaching, on quarterback play. It's the Packers, it's the Bucks, and it's everyone else. And and that's where we were in February. Uh, a lot has changed since, since then, but at the same time, we're very much in a similar position that we thought we would be, only plus Randall Cop. So I think a lot of Packer fans would sign up for that part of it. If you could just be put in a coma and and not have not have been awake for the last, you know, f- 6 months and could wake up today and just have heard about it, and this is the position that you're in now, I think I think you'd probably take it. I think you'd probably take it. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow uh, with more from training camp. We didn't even get to talk about day one of training camp, so we get to talk tomorrow, day one and day two of training camp. A little bit, little bit bigger sample size, which is great. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers.